Hey gang, welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the place where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury and with me at the table, as he is every single week, Adam Tolleson. How's it going, pal? Casket match? Why does this thing want me dead? That's why I hate wheels. It's Johnny Gargano and the, the oh, yes. spin the wheel makes a deal. Yes. I did watch NXT. Um, I don't know if I caught every little bit of it or not, but I did. That was really funny where they're spinning. So wait, him and Candice both their matches are both spin the wheel make the deal. Correct. Oh, I love it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be awesome. That thing's kicking off like. Right now, as we start recording. Oh yeah, it's Halloween Havoc tonight. Um, yeah, I love it because he is like spinning it, and he's like, "Come on, Cole Miners Glove match." <laughs> he's like buried alive. They're gonna put dirt on me. <laughs> he's freaked out. He hates wheels. That's true. Uh, as we record, this is episode number thirty-two. Adam, we're thirty-two weeks into this thing, and it is October twenty-eighth, two thousand twenty. Like you said. Halloween Havoc is tonight on NXT, but on this day in pro wrestling history, 1940, renowned pro wrestler, trainer, and announcer Les Thatcher is born. Mm. Don't know as though I've ever seen a Les Thatcher match, to be 100% honest with you. I don't think I have either. 1973, WWE and former New Japan pro wrestling star MVP is born. Yeah, he's around. He's in the hurt business. Hells yeah. And business is good. <laughs> business is not hurting. The business is booming, I think he says. <laughs> 1982, yeah. New Japan pro wrestling star Rocky Romero is born. Rapungi. Rapungi Vice. <laughs> I like Rocky. I do too. I do, it's weird because I didn't think Rocky was younger than us. Yeah, no shit. Just I by a either. year, but still. Yeah, right? yeah. Wow. <laughs> what have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> 1989, this is uh, apropos, if you will. The first WCW Halloween Havoc pay-per-view is held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Civic Center. Couple results from the show. Lex Luger defeated Brian Pillman. Mm. The Road Warriors beat the Skyscrapers. Sid Vicious and... You're halfway there. This one's tough. Yeah, I don't think I'll get the second one. It's Dan Spivey. Oh, wow. Uh, Whalen Mercy. Whalen Mercy, yeah. Doom yeah. defeated the Steiner brothers. There we go. And in the main event, Ric Flair and Sting defeated Terry Funk and the Great Muda hmm. in a Thunderdome cage match. Is that the electrified one? Yeah, but it's basically hell in a cell because it goes all the way around the ring. <clears throat> right. And the ringside area. Okay. And yeah, there's all kinds of like uh, gimmick stuff, kind of like there's like a rope hanging there and just like random stuff that they could kind of pull off the cage and use. Use, okay. Like I remember at one point, I think they thought it was going to be this like great high spot, but it was pretty cheesy. Surfer Sting, you know, like grabs the rope and kind of like Tarzans into a guy. <laughs> it was like, it didn't look that great. <laughs> Better on paper. <laughs> totally. 1995. Jesse James Armstrong, as we know as Road Dog, and Tracy Smothers 
Rest in peace. Oh yeah. Did you hear that today? Oh wait, Trey. I'm. I was thinking of a uh, dirty white boy. Uh, Tony, Tony Anthony. Anthony. No, uh, Tracy, Tracy Smothers, Smothers passed today. Oh my gosh, he wrestled like last week. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm sure at, like a event. That dude was still going. He was probably at that GCW collective or something. <laughs> yeah. You hear about it. <laughs> but like, yeah, he was wrestling within the last year before everything shut down. I think he definitely wrestled last year Mania weekend, but I think in November he came down with. Um, lymphoma oh shit so they didn't think it was going to be fatal but i guess in the last like couple months it's just kind of gone downhill ah r.i.p so yeah i just heard that like an hour before we started wow no i didn't hear that um where was i at oh jesse james armstrong and tracy smothers defeated pg-13 for the uswa tag team title in memphis yeah ending pg-13's ninth reign with those belts yeah those guys those guys are Doing it up to Wolfie D and uh, uh, I don't remember. Rocco Rock or something Rock, like I that. Think, I think you're right. No, was that Public Enemy? Damn it, that's Public Enemy. <laughs> I don't know. Same so way. wait, was PG-13 in the Nation of Domination then? Who were those two guys? I thought so. Okay. I'm still mixed up on it, I think. <laughs> but we'll have, to, we'll have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? 2005, TNA minority owner Jerry Jarrett visits WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut to introduce the company to Oleg Pud- Prudius, who they sign without ever having seen work in the ring. Prudius goes on to have a run as Vladimir Kozlov. Ah, that big guy. And we just saw him in the in the Good Brothers. Talking Chopamania? Yes. <laughs> Two is filmed, by the way. I know. I wonder when that's going to hit. Uh, they've been announced it's November... It's coming up here in November. Well, if it's going head to head with full gear, you know what we're getting. Talking chap me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 2006, WWE makes the decision to suspend their ECW house shows. They're going to combine them instead with SmackDown events. So I guess at that time they were running Raw, SmackDown, and ECW house shows. Oh, okay. And the ECW wasn't drawing because most, mostly because... WWECW kind of sucked. Like big time. They they tried, but it it was a big failure because it wasn't ECW. Exactly. Yeah. The ECW house shows never returned. The final main event of the ECW house show loop featured Rob Van Dam versus Paul Heyman Mm. in an anything goes match or whatever. I I can see that. How perfect, right? Yeah, it is. The um battle. I guess Paul Heyman was substituting for an injured uh. ECW champion Big Show. I was going to say, surprised Big Show wasn't involved. I feel like he always was. He was the champ at that time, but he was hurt. So it's like, I guess you're going to give the people on the final loop RVD versus Heyman. I'm yeah. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah. The actual final house show in Racine, Wisconsin. Really? Yep. Oh, shit. One year later in 2007, WWE would hold their Cyber Sunday pay-per-view. I don't think I've ever checked this out. I don't think I have either. The show took place in Washington, D.C., and the fans were able to vote on match stipulations, opponents, etc. Online. Online. This is a big deal back then. And Bruce Pritchard will tell you it was all a shoot. But I think they can kind of, uh, you kind of know what the fans want. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, if it's like... CM Punk is going to take on one of these three guys. You like, you kind of throw the guy in there that you, you pretty much know the audience is going to choose. Yeah. And then the other two guys, you, you, you just, 
you almost gimmick it, but you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just put out the best chance that it'll go this way. Yeah. And chances are exactly. it'll go that way. Right. Uh, a couple of the results. ECW champion CM Punk, he defeated The Miz. And that was a fan-voted thing um, for The Miz to get in the match. Hmm. Shawn Michaels beat WWE champion Randy Orton by DQ. Okay. When Randy punched HBK in the dick. <laughs> That's not how they put it on the website, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Triple H defeated Umaga in a street fight. So that was another one. The street fight was the one of the steps, and it was like... Falls count anywhere. Basically a street fight anyways, right? Like, yeah, it's the same. It was like three matches that were pretty much the same. So that doesn't really matter. No. You're not going to change things up based on a street fight or a falls count anywhere match. Right. Um, one the, guy, main, <laughs> the main difference is when they'll wear jeans. If yeah. It's a street fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing, says, nothing says street fight more than a pair of Wranglers. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, once in a while you get the cowboy boots or something yes. too. Like that's, that's a must. <laughs> Uh, in the main event of that show, Batista pinned The Undertaker after two Batista bombs. Uh, it said that Stone Cold Steve Austin was a special guest ref for that one. Taker should have punched him in the dick. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have did anything. 2011, former WWE Divas champion Maurice, who had been waiting to return following a hernia surgery, was released by WWE. Uh, 2012, I always try to get like the 2011 stuff in there just because that was the year that I like came back. Started watching again. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I try to always scroll. Sometimes that's a real slog to get through. A lot of this stuff on PW insider is like raw was held at, you know, bumfuck arena. Right. Um, Mike Jones had the, had this report and these guys write like every 14 paragraphs and you gotta thrown. sit there and scroll through yeah. it. it's like oh my god dude just give me the give, give me, me the, the nuts and bolts yeah. that's what i really want and i and i bet that i miss some decent shit because i'm not willing to like read, read every that word, whole thing every word yeah i'm just not willing to do that uh 2012 wwe held its hell in a cell pay-per-view from atlanta georgia the main event was a hell in the cell match that featured cm punk Retaining the WWE championship over. I got nothing. Ryback. Oh, God. That's why I blocked <laughs> this it out. This was probably the program that was the beginning of the end of Punk's WWE run, as he absolutely hated working with Ryback. He's a hurdy guy. You can, uh, is that episode of Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling with CM Punk still on his feed, do you think? I don't think so. Not after the legal stuff. I wish I would have downloaded it. Yeah. You got to be able to find it though. I'm sure it's on the internet. It's on the internet, but it's just not on Colt's feed. I bet. Yeah, they they can't Makes sense. He can't promote that. I bet. And I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but something tells me that that they did CM Punk Ryback Hell in a Cell like the next year too. Like yeah, I feel I th- like it happened twice. Could have. I'm not a hundred percent. I think on they that. did do two programs. Ugh. Oh, gross. I wonder he left. <laughs> and then, like the we said, uh, unfortunately, 2020, Tracy Smothers passed away. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. A 
WWF superstars, the mere mention of Bret Hart's name by Brian Pillman, sent Stone Cold Steve Austin into a blind rage. Imagine, this is what Stone Cold did to his alleged best friend, Brian Pillman. Yeah, that's right. And if this is how Austin treats his friends, imagine what he'll do to Bret Hart at Survivor Series. And there's Bret, yes, the hitman joining us live from his living room in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And also live from the WWF Studios in Stanford, Connecticut, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And when he talks, everybody listens. And ladies and gentlemen, in action, the World Wrestling Federation champion, Shawn Michaels, taking on his old nemesis, the British Bulldog. All that and more tonight on Monday Night Raw. All right, so we are looking at the October 28th, 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw taking place from the War Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, Indiana. After seeing that video package that they showed, I'm like, they're starting to do a lot of shit on superstars, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, what did I miss? And I'm like, oh, they probably did it. Beat down of Brian Pillman and stuff. Like, yeah. it just wiped the floor with Pillman, and I, I'm sure it's superstars. Yeah, it was. Um, Those are all in the network. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't think I want to do like raw and superstars. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> a lot of content. Because how much of it is replaying raw right. superstars? You'll probably get a couple matches. You probably get a couple matches and like one little bit of advancing storyline, which they're yeah. showing this video package anyways. They kind of do that with uh, AEW <laughs> Dark too. A little, yes. A little shit yes. There. So the first thing we see is Double J, Jesse James making his way to the ring. He comes down with that um, to the ring with that with my baby tonight theme song. Yeah, it's the new theme music because he because he's he's the real double the originator. J. Yeah. Um. So we're all set for match one, which is Double J Jesse James versus Salvatore Sincere. He's got a sweet mullet. Yeah, he does. Um. We have only seen Sal one time on Raw. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I forgot. Like we haven't seen him in a while, right? No, it's been about a month probably, and he doesn't even get an entrance for this one, which is like the kiss of death for any superstar. Yeah, if dude's already in the ring. If you're already in the ring, in the first match of a Raw, like yeah. probably not good for you, especially at this time. You know, unless I mean? you're cutting a promo. Right during the match, Vince acknowledges the attack on Pillman by Austin. Uh, he says that Brian required yet another ankle surgery and he's going to be out of action for a long time. At one point, I think they said he might not even ever return or ever. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, because this is um, from that car accident. Okay. He crushed his ankle in a car accident. I think it was a Jeep. He was driving or something. And they thought he would be good to go by now, which is I probably see. why they signed him. Yep. Um, but complications from that, he had to have it like redone or something like that. So oh. this was a whole, you know, kick the shit out of him on superstars, get him out of there for a little Some while. But yep. he, he comes back because he's part of the Heart Foundation in 97. So Yeah, I was going to say he does come back. <clears throat> I'm not sure how long he's out here. Um, So Jesse James, he's doing all the strutting and he's firing up the crowd. Like he's... He is, we're, we're definitely like seeing shades of DX road dog. Yeah, definitely. Already. Shimmying. Yeah, doing this little shimmy shimmy, all that shit. Uh, the real Double J, he's going to win it via a pump handle slam. You don't see much of those anymore. No, you don't. I like a good pump handle slam. Yeah, I do too. It I'm, seems relatively safe. Yeah. 
looks good. There's a lot of moves that you see, especially going back to what we're watching here, that I wish they would pull out because you just you don't see. They seem very basic too. Yeah, and it's like why do we have to have a dive every match? And I'm not that guy that's like right. You don't need a dive in every match, but you let's, see it. Let's see some wrestling holds. Let's yeah. see some some suplexes and stuff like that. You just see very little of it. That's true. Next up, Doc's, Doc Hendricks promo hyping the upcoming Survivor Series weekend, specifically the Hall of Fame. Get shut down. <laughs> Nobody cares about eight old farts getting a trophy <laughs> handed to them. Stone Cold, who they showed in that opening segment. Um, they showed Bret Hart like sitting comfortably in his house in Calgary, and then they showed Stone Cold standing in WWE studios. Yeah, I'll piss just, like, off. Waiting for his turn to talk. And that's a thread. I would have I definitely would have grabbed some sound for that. But they went back to that segment. Or they went to, you know, to that like four times throughout the show. Yeah, they're you know like, I mean? oh, back to the action. We'll get back to you in a, in a minute, Brett. You yeah, know? and yeah. then they do it. and they, So it would have been so chopped up that I didn't do it. But there was some definitely good stuff, and we'll talk about it in yeah, a little bit. Was. But, yeah, he interrupts Doc Hendricks while he's doing this, and it's fucking great. Doc does start to run down the card for Survivor Series. Um, one weird Survivor Series, you know, five-on-five five or four-on-four match yeah. was like, a major hodgepodge. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> it was. Uh, did you write it down? I didn't. I can hold on. I can it was uh, Triple H, Crush, Goldust, and Jerry Lawler. And that team already seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, it gets weirder. Versus Mark Marrow, the stalker Barry Windham, Mark Henry, and Rocky, Rocky Maivia, who's rookie. making his debut. This is his debut match at that Survivor Series at Madison Square Garden. I kind of miss the hodgepodge matches. I don't mind it. You know? Uh, <clears throat> we're going to get it this year. I mean, they we'll always do. One. Okay, Yeah, we'll get one. Used to be the whole card was full of them. I liked when they used to do the... The teams, all yeah. teams. I don't think... You know what? I, I want to meet, meet you in the middle. I want like three. There we go. I'm good with that. I want like three, and then I still want my title matches. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of champion versus champion, no title on the line. Yeah, it's stupid. Brand supremacy. Like, yeah. we give a fuck. Right. Now they're just doing It's like, oh, Raw versus SmackDown again. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, Brands. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, me neither. Um, What else we got? He also says that Paul Bearer will be in a shark cage during the Undertaker-Mankind match. Yeah. He didn't call it a shark cage. No, he just said a steel cage. <laughs> we knew what he meant. Yeah. I was like, is this the first shark cage that I can remember? Yeah. Pro probably I'm sure the first WWF one. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe they did one before. I just, this is the one, this is back when I was watching when I was a kid. So I don't remember that. I wonder I if they bail on it. No, I, I distinctly remember Paul Bear hanging above. I think he's fucking high up there too. Really? Yeah. He We're going to see it. Okay. <laughs> Match two, it's crushed with Clarence Mason versus Eldo Montoya. While this match is taking place, they take a phone call from Mark Marrow. He's hyping his Survivor Series match that Doc announced earlier. He's perfectly pissed off. He is very pissed off with Mr. Perfect after last week. He spends a couple minutes bantering with the King because it's the King's team versus his team, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim Ross joins the commentary team for this one. He says that he doesn't uh, waste his time with preliminary matches. <laughs> yeah, there's some digs in there. <laughs> oh, dude, is there ever, man? Um, 
crush. He's got Montoya in an overhead press and then just drops him all the way to the yeah, floor. Just chucked him over the top rope onto the, onto the pavement. <laughs> I couldn't believe I'm like, that looked fucking brutal, man. That looked like it had to hurt. Yeah, so bad. Like, you can't, I guess you just brace for impact. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you do. Like right. you almost don't want to like put your arm down. You're like shatter. A wrist. Break. Like, yeah. Is it one of those things where you want to let as many body parts hit at, at, at the same once time? To like, yeah, just to lessen the blow? To brace for the, the, yeah, to lessen the blow. Oh, it's so bad, dude. Um, during the match, Jim Ross says that Farouk has now got Clarence Mason as his new manager. And uh, Vince says that Farouk and Mason will be on Livewire this week. Yeah. And JR says, we'll see some big changes in Farouk Saturday morning. And then he goes... <laughs> Is that jockstrap on Aldo Montoya's face? Your idea, Vince? Yeah. I think he brought up the blue helmet, too. Yeah. That thing's going to be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, it's so good. I still love Bitter JR, man. We didn't get a lot of it this week. No. Um, Crush wins it. He wins it with the heart punch, uh, which JR says wouldn't work on Vince McMahon. Nice. Because you don't have a heart. (laughs) Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh my god, it's so good. A lot of jailbird signs for Crush. Yeah, they must have been handing those out. You'd think. They looked they, they looked uh suspiciously like similar, similar and yes. they're in different I don't know. I think they were handing them out and they're like whoa, Crush doesn't like being a call a jailbird. Yes. Like, since when? This <laughs> since two minutes ago? Like <laughs> right. we, this hasn't been going on. Um but Crush does pull a security guard over the rail on the way out and beats the shit out of him. Yes, he does. <laughs> After the one lady wouldn't give him his jailbird sign. No. She was not gonna play ball, dude. <laughs> oh, Vince gave me this. <laughs> uh then we learn in a quick throwback to the previous weekend superstars that Gorilla Monsoon has suspended Mr. Perfect for his actions last week. Um, Austin's ready to address the people. He gets pissed when they go to break. Um, he's like, you don't count me now. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's mad or hell. He's still waiting to get a word in. They haven't gone to him yet. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do go to break and then, um, a karate fighters tournament first oh. round recap. What? A- and he did say, yeah, when you, you don't, you don't count me down. Then he said, this is a rib, right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> We I had no idea what that never, meant. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever heard a rib on TV from a wrestler. This is a rib, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what the hell? That's great. Um, they go to that like first round of the Karate Fighter tournament that we played the audio from last week. Yeah, they only show one one battle or whatever. And I was like, it looks like they filmed these things on the Dungeon of Doom set. Like, there's, yeah, <laughs> there's like a fake stone wall in the background, and like and maybe shit. some foliage or something hanging there. It yeah, was it looked weird. weird. So yeah. fucking weird. Perfect versus Phineas. Who do you think won that? Perfect. Goddamn right, he did. <laughs> oh yeah, and they said they had like a cheesy announcer voice. They're like, "This is Carve Albert instead of Marv Albert." Oh, really? Yeah. I missed that there's, completely. It was like a coached up uh, announcing trying to sound like Marv Albert. Oh, wow. I totally weird. missed that. I <laughs> Truth be told, Monday during the day, um, I'm off work and I have my son. And it was one of those things where like he he was kind of hot. You, you can't just leave him alone for an hour while you go watch Raw. Oh, yeah. So he's he's down here and he's like hogging the television. 
So I got to pull up the old iPad and I'm, I'm watching raw on the iPad taking notes and it's just not the same. Yeah. I, I don't know. Honestly, I need that stuff. That's kind of how I, yeah. And there's been, there's been weeks where you're like, did you see this? And I was like, Oh no. I, Cause I'll, <laughs> I'll do the same up with the laptop from the kitchen table and I'll have notes out, but I'll get up and do shit. And, and see, I like to devote because, and, and I'm like, I take pretty good notes on this stuff, but I look at it at like there's 47 minutes. Like I can devote 47 yeah, minutes. It's not long. Three hour raw. I'm doing all kinds of shit, brother. Yes. Like I'm going to miss a lot of stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> but with that, don't worry. They'll show it later. <laughs> you know, if it's good. Yeah, that or is true. good to them. That's true. Um, back from the break, Vince says uh, that an interview with Brett from his home in Calgary is coming up. And next week from his home will be Brian Pillman. And this enrages Steve Austin. Stone Cold doesn't like that. He has been standing around the TV studio all day. He then says that if anyone is going to Pillman's house next week, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the bottom line. Um, they show footage of Steve whipping Pillman's ass once again, causing him to be ambulanced out of the arena. That was from Superstars the previous weekend. Um, this whole back and forth with uh, Stone Cold and Brett is fantastic. I love it. When he's just, gosh, he, he, yeah, you're right when he says he kind of kind of wastes his turn to talk. But his expressions in between him talking. Oh, oh, hold dude. on. Keep vamp for one second because I'm a pulse. He's almost up. like twitching. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like Brett starts saying something and Austin's like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what Brett says. He's just kind of right. like, fuck you. Just keep scrolling right. <laughs> yes. I took, I took like eight different shots. I mean, shots. he is laying his. These it, were like it, all within like two minutes, like not even a minute. <laughs> you get some really good, some really good shots of Austin in there. It's perfect how like it moves for a half a second. I know. That is so good. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. Oh my god. It's so good. But yeah, he's he like lets Brett this get his shit in, but he's hilarious. like but he's like, oh he's making all these oh, faces. Yeah, he's <laughs> um <laughs> I could watch that on a damn loop. I know. <laughs> I know, it's so good. And at one point, um, Vince says something about Gorilla Monsoon like coming down on Austin for the Pillman thing. And Austin's like, you know, you know, Vince, that Gorilla Monsoon's just a puppet. Yeah. You're the one pulling the strings here. It's You're like, the boss. You got something to say? Something like so that? Good. You don't because like, you, you know there's money. Yes. Yeah. He's like, you know, there's a big money match in me and Bret Hart. That's, That's why right. you're not going to suspend me, Vince. I was like, God damn. Vince doesn't say shit, really. He's like, well, uh, let's uh, move on. Yeah. And then they, so then this goes to an end to break. And then back from break, they're still going with like the split screen. Austin's on one side and Brett and two of his kids are on the other. Yeah. And Austin's just like, he could, he's, he's like mocking Brett for having kids. And things. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, it's so fucking funny. stone cold is what it is. Oh, it's a, so hilarious. I'll post, um, I'll post all those pictures. Maybe I can do it in like a grid or something. Yeah, I don't know how like to do that. collage or something. Out. Yeah, you should because those facial expressions. Here's what I'll do, kids. Money. I will send those photos to my wife and she will upload them on the appropriate Instagram feed. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do I got here? Uh, Sunny's out next. Oh, yeah. She's wearing like a... Um, like a red rubber dress or something, right? Yeah. Sits on the king's lap. Yeah, yeah, and Vince McMahon's acting real pervy too. Yeah, he's like, like "Ooh, look at this!" Pervy. Yeah, all right. I'm used to it from Lawler. 
But right. And we will get used to it from Vince. Yes. Like later on. Sure. Trish Stratus or something. First yeah. thing that came to my head, dude. Yep. Trish Stratus. But yeah. But this is the first time that I've seen like boss Vince McMahon act like that. Yeah. A lot of like, ooh, look at this. And she's out here to watch. Um, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn versus the recently deceased Freddie Joe Floyd. Oh, that's right. During the match, Sonny continues to drive a wedge between the guns by saying that Billy was her favorite. Billy's the cuter one. Billy's this. Billy's that. Uh, not soon after things get underway, Bart Gunn comes out. He's going to confront Billy. And it looks like the smoking guns are officially donezo. Yeah. R.I.P. Smoking guns. <laughs> you won't be missed. <laughs> yeah, you won't. <laughs> Maybe you'll meet up in a brawl for it all later. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Any, anything can happen in the World <laughs> Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy wins the match with a uh, leg drop off the top rope. He's kind of just doing his same sidewinder move, I guess you would call it. Yeah. But just solo act, Billy. It was nothing nothing really to that match. I don't know. Nah, it was just adding to the story. Then it's time once again. We're going to revisit that Bret Hart Stone Cold split screen. And this is when they kind of start getting into the real meat of it or whatever. And Vince asked Bret if the reason he took time off was because he knew that Steve Austin was looming. And he says, no, it's just been 14 years of nonstop wrestling. He needed a break. Yep. Austin translates it quite a bit differently. <laughs> I love, I just love Austin here. Like he's. You're really seeing him kind of come into his own. Oh, yeah. Like, we started this how many weeks ago? 30 weeks ago or whatever. Right. And he was uh, a ring, the ringmaster coming out with Ted DiBiase. Yep. Not know, talking. Not talking, nothing. And and we're already here, and it's just been a few months. I like when they just let him go, too. You can tell when he's not saying that's the bottom line every two seconds. Yes. You know, when he's just riffing here. Well, I think he was, I still think he was kind of riffing and the bottom line stuff just happened to me. I think it was all just him finding his character. He probably watched that back and was like, I'm saying bottom line way too much. Yeah. Like maybe if Hogan <laughs> would watch his shit back, he'd be like, I'll say I brother. Say brother so much brother. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but no, I bet it's just Steve being self-critical. I mean, yeah, good point. He, you can tell he wants to be great. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold says, win, lose, or draw at the Survivor Series. It ain't over. I will always be on your ass, Brett. <laughs> You'll have to kill me. Yeah, yeah dude. You that's got to so kill him. good. That was really, really good. It's his house now. Yeah, Vince is wrapping things up with Brett. Steve Austin says, it's Austin's house now. And then he roughs up a production assistant as they attempt to go to break. Smashes one of those high-tech monitors. <laughs> those, those like four-inch. Yeah. Like the ones that are four-inch. The screen's four inches wide, but the whole unit's like 13 inches deep. Yes. Don't <laughs> set to rip out of the fucking yeah. announcing table. Yeah, the good old days. The good old days. So we've seen a security guard pulled over the rail and get roughed up. And now we've seen a production PA. assistant at... Um, WWF studios get roughed up. Yeah. It's not a good, uh, not a good day for those guys. No. And then we are on to the main event. It is British bulldog, Davy boy Smith versus Shawn Michaels. Owen Hart. He's going to join the commentary team for the match. I was like, this match should be pretty good. The, you know, the pay-per-view is far enough in the distance that I don't see any reason for interference. Uh even though, yeah, I <laughs> got me again. <laughs> Vince, uh, he says the production assistant that Austin roughed up earlier has called the cops. 
and that they might be on their way to the arena. Now, he says this just before they go to a break. Yeah. Classic Vinnie Mac, like, keep him on the channel. Also, Lawler goes, what number did they call? 1-800-DONUTS? <laughs> that one fell flat on me. I didn't even yeah, hear that. I was like, Jesus, man. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean does hit Davey with that Inziguri kick, and Owen goes, I wonder where he Got learned that. that. move from. <laughs> <laughs> That was scary shit. Remember that when that yeah when, when he like fell when like, he like collapsed in the that's ring. That's right. That's from that incident with Owen. Owen's the one that did that, and Owen's like, I should have finished the job. Or <laughs> yes, something. I like, should have never let him get out. <laughs> oh, it's such good Owen, dude. <laughs> they do a couple awesome spots in this one. Um, Bulldog does that seven second suplex that he would bust out in a, in a lot of his bigger matches. Yeah, holding them up. Yeah, uh, at one point, Sean goes for the crucifix, but Davy Boy just turns it into a Samoan drop and lays him out. Yep. That was definitely an awesome spot. Almost gets the power slam, but then Sean slides out of it. Yep, and then McMahon reiterates, the police have definitely been called to the WWF studios. Now he's like, they're definitely coming. <laughs> uh, he keeps saying next week, Raw begins one hour earlier. Is this going to be going to two-hour Raws now, or is just this... Uh, like, is it being preempted by something? Is there a U.S. Open? Is there a dog show? Or are they I just think starting a week early? something going or, I'm on. I'm sorry, an hour. I think there's something going on where they just have to move it back an hour. I think the something going on might just be Nitro's starting at that time. I'm not 100%. Because they did say 7.57, and that's when they want to be. No, to they Nitro would start at 8, but Raw would get three minutes early. Oh, that's early. right. That's what it was. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe this is the start of that. That's but a good perhaps point. perhaps Nitro's... I can't see if nitros two, I can't see McMahon staying one for long. Right. I mean, like, yeah, you might be right. Not sure. We'll find out. I guess I will be a little bit. I'll tell you what, it's a double edged sword because it, things are heating up in the old WWF right now. Yeah. Um, but I will be a little bummed if I go to watch next week's raw and it's, uh, you know, an hour and 47 minutes on the network as opposed to just 47 minutes. Cause right. it's not as digestible at <laughs> yes, that point two hours true. is still good though yeah two hours is the perfect amount for a wrestling show yeah um <laughs> i i kind of hope that's not what's happening here i don't know <laughs> um as Shawn michaels is gearing up for sweet chin music owen hart grabs his leg and that gives the win to sean via the dq yep and the beatdown begins sid's out to help uh but in doing so he inadvertently elbows Shawn michaels and the two begin to shove one another. Get into a shoving match. Some bulldog grabs the mic. Uh, Owen or grabs Owen the mic. Grabs the and mic. he Owen issues challenge. a challenge to Sid and Sean for their tag belts. Which is not very smart. No. But he, he can see that they're not on the same page, Matt. I guess. And then if you can knock off two top guys, hey, that's man. just a feather in your cap. That's right. Uh, the show goes off the air with the wimpiest looking rent-a-cop escorting Austin out of the studios. Yeah. Uh, where a few more officers wait. I was actually glad to see he was a rent-a-cop, though, because I was like, that's not the cops they called, is no. it? Because that, that's terrible. And then, you, yeah, you just see the flashing lights sitting yeah, outside the arena. Yeah, like a couple other He's cops. Like, what the hell is this now? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how the, that's how Raw went off the air, man. It was a good one. That was fun. Uh, join us next week right here in the Retro Raw Review for the November 4th episode of Monday Night Raw. It's an iconic one as Stone Cold Steve Austin is heading to Cincinnati, Ohio, to make a house call. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. 
We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. Well, the first bit of figure news I got. You got anything? Uh, figure news or oh, just the collectibles? Figure news. No. All right. <clears throat> well, let me tell you something, brother. Oh, shit. No, it's nothing about Hogan. <laughs> I got something about uh, Hogan. Nice. Well, from the collectibles. All right. Easy, buddy. We'll get there. That's right. Don't spoil it, brother. Basic 114 is in stock and shipping from Ringside Collectibles. This wave includes the Rhea Ripley figure. It's her first one. People are ripping on that, but like they're ripping on Ripley. And I don't think it looks half bad, and it's a basic. So it's like, give it a fucking break, guys. Yeah, I, I thought know. it looked pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the Fiend, which looks... They use the exact same head from his elite. Yeah. So pretty much all you're losing is like a little bit of articulation. It's a pretty solid basic figure. Yeah, I thought that one looked good too. Uh, Shorty G. Who doesn't need a Shorty G in the old collection? Ricochet. He's got the chase. So there's either a yellow or a teal gear. I'm not sure which one is the chase variant. Yeah, I saw them both. And Kofi Kingston. He's in the all white paint by number gear. That, I like that uh, one. Yeah. That was a really cool idea. Like when they first came out with that gear, it was all white. And then it seemed like as it went, as he wrestled for the next like few months, a little bit more yeah, would be colored in. Right. Yeah. It's pretty neat. That is a good idea. Uh, the NXT war games play set is back in stock at ringside collectibles. Uh, it came out a while back, um, but they just, they just got it back in stock. So it comes with, you know, the two rings, the double cage, the whole, the whole nine. That's awesome. It is awesome. Where are you going to put it? I'm not getting it. I know. <laughs> I mean, if you're like, oh. you know, a collectible, like as a kid, that'd be the shit. Yes. We used to do that. We used oh, to just put dude. the rings next to each other and have a battle bowl or whatever. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a, use your imagination. Now you don't even have to do that. They, they made a Punjabi prison place that for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, the Undertaker 30th anniversary figure that's been spotted at Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Um, I wasn't sure when this one was going to be released, but when they did show it off, you know, a few months back or whatever, they showed the packaging. So you had to know that it was going to drop soon. Sometime. And I guess being that, you know, survivor series is coming up real quick and survivor series 1990 is where he made his debut. 30 it's, years. It's only, um, appropriate that it would be released right about now. And then, you know, ringside has had it for a, maybe a week or two now, but all of a sudden they're popping up at Walmart, nothing around here yet, but hmm. I don't know. Um, speaking of ringside, we talked a couple weeks ago. They had those Survivor Series elites in stock. I think it's the Kane, yep. the Nakamura. The other two are escaping me. I don't know. <clears throat> um, Samoa Joe and somebody else. They have also now been spotted at Targets all over the place. So mm. you can get those there. And I think Target right now is running a 25% off. I don't know if it's just action figures or if it's all toys, but... The WWE figures fall into that. So nice. that's one of the knocks on Target is when you go there for an Elite, it's $19.99. When you go to Walmart, it's usually like $15.88 or like... A couple bucks off. Yeah, it's a couple bucks cheaper. So like if it's something that both stores carry, you're you're obviously trying to get it from Walmart. Right. Um, but Target does seem to run these sales pretty frequently. So now you dropped it down to 15 either way. So yeah, go get it. <clears throat> um. Oh, yesterday, Ringside Collectibles showed in-box prototype images of the upcoming WrestleMania Elite set. 
Uh, you got China in her WrestleMania 17 gear. Uh, Shawn Michaels in the WrestleMania 9 gear. Goldberg, he's in the last year's WrestleMania gear. He comes with the blue universal title, I think. Um, and then Edge from that street fight with Cactus Jack. Oh, yeah. And this is the set that has the Paul Ellering Build-A-Figure. For Rocco, right? Yeah, Rock, well, Rocco comes packed with China, and then, like, various arms, legs, torsos will be part with the other with guys. other guys. So, yeah, if you if you want to build Paul Ellering, you need them all. Gotta collect them all. And, like, Shawn Michaels would be the only other one that kind of fits my criteria. I, I already pre-ordered the China. Because once they once they announced China was like in the loop now with Mattel, uh, they the the first thing that came out was that two pack with Triple H, but it's like very early on bodyguard. Oh yeah, China. which is the bodyguard. Yep. And I'm like, that's not the. I'm not gonna have probably have two Chinas. Right. So I'd rather You're have one for this one. Yeah. So I waited for this one and I pre-ordered that. Um, I did see something, but I don't know what I did with the news story. But I guess Triple A and Marvel have. Yeah, up. I saw that too. And it looks like they're going to do not only like toys. I don't, I think they're doing like toys, comics, but I think they're going to actually have wrestlers in AAA. Of these guys? Yes. I could see that. That's it. Yeah, I can almost get that from the promos. That they it show. looked like, like that, right? right? Like you saw guys with like Spider-Man-esque gear or Captain, Captain America, America and stuff like that. And they Venom. had Venom. Yeah, dude. There's cool. one I didn't, I, I couldn't get. The last one. Yeah. Yes. They only showed four. Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't. That purple one. I don't know. I got nothing there Me either. Me neither. <clears throat> uh, but that was probably going to be pretty cool. So yeah. That's something I love to that. Keep your eye on. Good for them too, you know? Yeah, for sure. You hooked up with Marvel. Like, what? Vince has got to be jealous. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? jelly, bro? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Arrivals. What do you got? My first Hogan has, bro. So. I think I told you about Hogan one, Gorilla Press. Not that. Hogan 2, Suplex. Not that. Hogan 3, Bear Hug. That's it. All right. It stands up. It doesn't fall over. That's important. I also, those things are weighted weird. It's not here yet, but I also got the, the first one, too. The does, that, does that say Hulk Rules? Gorilla Press? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I... Uh, and I got it in a lot, but I got my Hulk number one looks like it just came out of a package. I couldn't believe how good it looks. Mine looked like it. It looked um, I it looked more worse for wear than like on the on the on the picture on eBay or whatever it was. Then when I got it. I'm like, yeah, this looks pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Sometimes the photograph doesn't do it justice. Normally nice. it's the opposite. Looks yeah. awesome in the picture, and you get it. You're like, eh. Um, I got a couple. I'm still going on the LJN thing. Oh boy! I got uh, I got Bruce Brood the I? Barber Beefcake. These that are all pretty like, good. Yeah, they're all in pretty good shape. And you gotta you gotta understand, dude. Nineteen eighty five, eighty six. Oh, like, I know. Like they're pretty good shape. Uh, George, George Animal, Animal Steel, Steel Green. He green doesn't tongue. stand up very good. A lot of these Al Jans don't stand up very they're, well. They're rubber, right? And then uh, yeah, and Bobby then a the very very good in good shape. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now there's great. kind of like a variant with the Bobby the Brain Heenan. Some of them don't have these like swirly things on really? their arms, and some do. And like I think just for t aesthetically pleasing, it, it, you want the one with the little swirly things. Yeah, I would go swirly over non-swirly. Yeah, um, turtley. One thing I was really proud. I was a proud husband the other day when I unpackaged these. And, um, I told Kendra, I said, oh, I, she, 
I was like, I got, I got three more LJNs. I, I got George Steele, Bruce Beefcake, Bobby Heenan. She goes, swirly or none? And I was like, whoa, wow. That's crossing the line. <laughs> I, she, I saw one of the, I, th- I think it's an elite. I saw the, the Heenan with the weasel outfit. Yeah. And Ashley's like, is that the Adam Rose bunny? <laughs> I thought I had it made. You got swirly brain over there. I know, right? I was really impressed. She didn't say that either, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know who that is. Why is he in a bunny costume? I'm right? like, that's a weasel costume. Well, did you get anything else? Uh, Repo Man, I think it was the other one. Hasbro? Yep. Nice. It's an underrated figure. Yeah, it looks fun. I don't love the jumpers that much, but um, actually, you know what? Now that I just display them and don't play with them, the jumpers are fine. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like, he's got good, like, good deco on his outfit. You know, he's got the tire treads and it, I don't know. I think it's a pretty decent figure. Yeah. I had uh, one of the greatest theme songs of all time. <laughs> the original glass break. Yes. Repo no shit. man. <laughs> um, all that high spots. <coughs> excuse me. Mystery box came. I uh, <coughs> did some sleuthing. On what? On the high spots network. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, oh that's going on. Yeah. I was like, it was funny because I'm like, I'm not going through a hundred of these. So I'm like, I'll just jump around. Yeah, I seen that. I seen what your number was. Yeah, and then I'm, I think I did it four times. And you found it. And, I, and the, the I'm like, I'll, 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 I think it I was, was fairly like, late in the show. So I, yeah, I was just straight up hopping around, dude. Just bloop, bloop, bloop. And then I'm like, all right, I'll do one more. Like 31, I think it was, or something. I was like, all right, I got it. I was just gonna <laughs> shut it off. I'm like, let me see what he's got. And then I'm like, oh, I'll wait for the show for him to tell me. And I was like, and you were like, oh, that's not that good. I was like. <laughs> It wasn't the NXT belt. <laughs> it was like six away from the NXT belt, though. Really? Yeah, they wow. were getting down to the nittiest of grittiest. And then, um, no, I got what they called a high flyer pack or something. Yes, like I do remember that. Um, y- you can't fault them. Like, they're giving it one of the things is a goddamn NXT title belt. So right. you can't, like, um, so basically. So you I were got- still in it. And they had not given it away. You said it was six no, more it's after the you. Last one. Oh no, Whoever matter what. The very oh, last that makes ball sense. That makes it. sense. Because how pissed would you be if it was like the second ball they, they <clears> yeah draw? Gotcha. No, so I I did get a couple pretty good promos. I got an awesome um, demon Finn Balor. That is good. Which I mean, and these are actually like JSA certified or whatever. It's not just the um, not just the high spot COA, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um. What the, hell, the, what the hell does JSA mean? JSA. Um, James, James Spence Authentication. There you go. All right. There you go. It's weird because it says Witness Protection Program under it. Yes. So what they What's do. What's up with that? So there's JSA, there's JSA certified autographs, which okay. is they look at an autograph and they go, yeah, that looks oh, like that guy's autograph. Okay. Or there's this one where the guy from JSA is actually in the room watching them so so it's like the guinness book of world records like verifying it so hence it's hence it's witnessed gotcha and it's got a little it's got a number to it and everything and i mean that probably costs them a little money to actually have those guys come and do that yep but now you know it's legit so you got finn balor and i got ricochet Ricochet. i wish ricochet would have signed in a different color it looks like it's blue sharpie on a pretty dark mat which uh yeah kind of sucks but at least it's not like right at least it's not on his on on top of blue i guess and then the two other items in the box was a 
Best of Matt Seidel in IWA Mid-South 5-Disc DVD. What's your favorite disc so far, Matt? You know I haven't watched any of these discs. <laughs> Ask me that in five years, and I'll still have the same answer. <laughs> uh, but no, it does look like there's some pretty good stuff on here. You know what? Maybe one of these days... I talk out of my ass a lot, God, don't I? God, you say that so many times about those DVDs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and the last thing in the box was a pretty cool, like, WWE shop. Um, Rey Mysterio. I don't remember. Oh, wow. It's a pretty cool Rey Mysterio mask. It's yeah, like it is. half Rey Mysterio, half skull. I, I want to say that they've done an action figure with this mask. If, um, but it doesn't like tighten or anything. It just kind of goes over your head. Just kind of sits there. It huh? kind of sits there, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of neat. Yeah. If you weren't, I'm going to do with If it, you weren't going with Wario this year, you should have gone. You could definitely, <laughs> you got a backup. My son's Mario. I'm going to be Wario. I know. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, what else did I get? I did get a weird funky thing from our friend Dylan Pasta. Oh yeah. <laughs> he sent over a pair of uh, Zack Ryder Woo, 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 you know it. Purple shades. Dude, he came out in the Battle Royal uh, Impact uh, Bound for Glory over the weekend. That's right. And then he was the ring bearer in the wedding of... Uh, uh, we can get into that in a minute. I want to hear... <laughs> you watched that? No, Don sent me. Oh, okay, never stuff. mind. Then go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he signed one lens and Zack Ryder signed the other lens. It looks kind of neat. And he threw in a couple like pins or... Uh, yeah, there's a couple pins in there. It's kind of neat. Thanks, Swaggle. Swaggle. Yeah, we'll be seeing him... December, December 4th. 4th. We're going to go to that show. That's their anniversary show. And we have another awesome local show coming up. Uh, was it November 28th? Yep. JWA Thanksgiving Throwdown. I'm really, really excited for that. Like, JWA hasn't run a legit show in years. So like it just... A, it, sorry. Go ahead. They had a little show. Yep. At their compound, if you will. Basically, their, like, training area. Uh, maybe, what, a month or so ago? Something like that? Yeah. And it was very fun. Ago. Yep. Uh, but this thing's been on the, this thing's been on the radar now for a couple months and there's going to be, it's at the Celtic house at Glen Aaron golf course, just South of Janesville. It's kind of in between Janesville and Beloit, Wisconsin. Yep. Right by the airport. So yeah, I know that they're doing tickets, uh, through Eventbrite. So if you're into that, definitely look that up. So we'll be seeing independent wrestling two weeks in a row. We will. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Throw down first and then swaggles thing. Yeah. Oh, 28th and the 4th, right? I oh, think. Be still my heart. Yeah. That's, that doesn't that sound like normalcy? Back to the old yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. That is Adam, you very well might have just made my day. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's now time for what you watching where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. NXT. NXT. Is that what we're going to start with? I think so. Did you watch it? Um, I definitely feel like I, I didn't write notes on it. Uh, see, Started I, off with the triple threat, yes. Velveteen, Tommaso, and Kushida. Which Kushida won. Yeah, because uh, <coughs> Velveteen, Velveteen Dream hit him with the cast a la Owen yes. in 1996. Yes. Um, I just did a couple notes. So we kind of talked about the, Johnny, the wheel. Yep. Yes, reenacting the, the spin the wheel, make the deal for tonight. That was pretty fun. Um, 
Also, I was going to bring up Zia Lee. She went What's against that. She went against uh, that Casey Cantanzaro. Yes. Okay. She lost. Zia Lee lost. Yeah, dude. Oh no, it's not good. Oh no. So she flipped and started beating on Casey, but then that um that big dude, the big chick, <clears throat> uh, Raquel. Oh, Raquel Gonzalez. She came. I really out, like her. I did too. She came out and like beat up everybody, as she should. Yep. Um, well, you know what? At least they're doing something with Zia Lee. Like she's a true. huge talent. And We'd I only see her like just, once a month before. You know what I mean? It's wasted. Yeah. I'd make her heel, bring in that other, you know, Yakuza dude or whoever this dude is. The, I mean, I don't have a giant Zia Lee tattoo on my leg for no reason. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> and that, by the way, that time's coming soon. I know it's short months away. The Royal rumble tattoo time, baby. <sighs> We'll get into that as it gets closer. I yes. can't wait for that. <laughs> then they announced that, was it last week when they announced that Cameron Grimes will be facing Dexter Loomis? In like a terror house match? Yeah. Some kind of, I'm guessing that's going to be like a you cinematic know, thing. Cinematic match, right? Probably. It's going to be entertaining. That'll be fun. It's going to definitely yeah, be entertaining. I'm for it. To the moon. They also announced that they're bringing back Dexter to Showtime, like the actual show. Oh, yes. I never... Okay. Can you imagine if you go with Dexter Loomis and then all of a sudden they just happen to bring back the show? You could be like, oh, come on. Please be good. Please yeah. be good. I read a lot of the Dexter books, but I I don't... I think I watched like a couple episodes and I was like, eh, I don't like it. That's got to be tough. Classic book is better thing. Right. Because it they, was really... Well, there, there'd be really good seasons. Well, here's the deal. <clears throat> um, First season... Followed the first book pretty closely. Okay. And then it was like two completely things. I different bet. Things. I bet. Like they didn't even try. How many books were there? I think I read like seven. Holy shit. And wow. I don't even think I read them all. Wow. Yeah. I went on a kick, man. I was reading those. I was probably putting down maybe one of those every two weeks or something. Nice. Um, What else on NXT? Anything? That's all I kind of had for notes that kind of stuck in my head. Oh, that Timothy Thatcher. What, where are they going with that guy? He just uh, keeps up beating dudes in like the dungeon. Stretching well, guys. You would have thought he would be primed for Raw Underground one of these days, but that's gone. That's now. gone. <laughs> Misses Dabakato chance. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he shows up at Halloween Havoc. I enjoy Timothy Thatcher. I do too. I hope I hope they do something with him. That um it just it, seems like they've been doing this for a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, longer than that. So maybe tonight's I haven't tonight. even watched in a few weeks. Maybe he's like in that horror house somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> um what else did you watch? AEW and some show tunes. Yes, 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 yes. I definitely want to get into that. Um, first of all, they started AEW with like the end of Dynamite last week where it went off the air and Eddie Kingston was cutting that like scathing promo. Oh, yeah. Which was awesome. That happened to me, I think it was on NXT too, where on my DVR it cut off and shit went down afterwards. So I went on like the network, I think, and had to catch up on... Gosh, it was. I think it was when Cameron Grimes came long. out. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> from the week before. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very excited for uh, Eddie and Max. I would love it if they decided to go with it. I say put it on them. They might as well, man. Max has had that title for a long time. Yeah, dude. And how many guys are you going to build up only to have him beat them? It's like right. What is he, Cody at Rhodes? At a certain point. <laughs> at a certain point, dude. Like. Let's let's switch it up, man. Let's get fucking weird. Let's put it on the Mad King, dude. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So would I. Um, I love the the first round tournament. That fucking Phoenix and uh, Pentagon match was awesome. 
Yeah, did you hear Phoenix got hurt? I did. And then Penta took his spot, which going made forward. way more sense in the storyline version. Although it actually made sense in the storyline version because Eddie's always like, "Penta, you're my best friend." Yes, and Phoenix is just, always eh. calls him his best friend. <laughs> yeah. and they're legit brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's and, like, and then there's Phoenix. You know, <laughs> that shit cracks me up. Um, Kenny Omega was supposed to wrestle Joey Janela in the first round. And he got the COVID maybe, right? Or was well, exposed. he decided to go to that fucking GCW collective in Indianapolis or whatever oh, a week or two ago. You know who also got in trouble for that? Who? Or maybe it wasn't that. I think it was that one. Danhausen. Really? Yeah. They said that um, like he put a thing on Twitter or something saying, <clears throat> oh, ROH runs their shit pretty tight. I get it. I shouldn't have went. That type of thing. And then now he announced he's not going to do any more indie shows with us the year because I think he wants to get back in ROH. Right. You know? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, was it Effie's thing or whatever? I don't know. Dude? There was 12 shows, dude, that weekend. What? Yes. Oh, wow. There was 12 shows. That's why it was called The Collective or whatever. It was all these fucking shows. Okay, so he was at one Josh of those. Josh Barnett's uh, Fight oh, the, Club or whatever. Blood Sport. Blood Sport. Uh, Janela had his spring break. Super the- Spreader Mania. <laughs> yeah, dude. And Yikes. I'm sorry, but you know a lot of these thing- places aren't running a real tight ship. Like, No. No. Like, I guarantee you Swaggle's outfit in Oshkosh puts those to shame puts those to shame I yep. mean they're checking temps at the door they got hand sanitizer everywhere mask spread out yep. you can't tell me that this that that was like that at every one for them no for their collective fucking yeah. way COVID um, collective oh. so yeah that's why Joey Janela wasn't there so Sonny Kiss takes his place and Kenny Omega just destroys him did you see her. his look on his face when he's pinning him yeah it was, it was, of, it was like orgasmic dude I think he's like uh, I think he's turned yeah, he's turning. He's What's gonna, weird is he. Then he like made him shake, uh, shake his hand afterward. Like, no, everything's okay here. Yeah. Nope, something's it's gonna not. snap in that dude. Yeah. And they, they, oop, they had the um, they had the uh, the girls out on this intro with like the brooms. Yeah. Like, are we going cleaner here? No, like, we are going yeah. cleaner here. I find it weird that they're choosing to do this at the exact same time where like the young bucks are taking more of a serious, true role too. Yep. Because it was like. Oh, you guys are all kind of like VPs. You guys are all suits, kind of, and wrestlers. You're going to go the Dusty Roads, <laughs> the Dusty Road, yeah, and, um, you know, dusty put all Rhodes the belts Road. on yourself and shit like right. that. And I think they made it a point not to do that. But at a certain point, For a like, year. you guys are good. Like, yeah, don't don't waste the time you can't either. You just toil in the mid-card forever. Yeah, don't come back when you're, you know, five years from now and be like, all right, now we're getting the belts. Like, so I like it. I do too. I think it was fucking cool. Um... Wardlow, he beat Jungle Boy. Yeah, that was man fine. beat Colt. Also fine. And uh, the Bucks, they won a four-way match for the number one tag title contenders. Um, do you have Do you have Hulu for like your DVR? Yes. Okay, so sometimes if you're like, so I like watch most of AEW, and then usually I like I'll save the main event for the next day or something. Yeah. And uh, so the next day, I, like, bring it up, and I'm like, oh, like, I watch it on a different TV, so I'd, like, flip through and find where I'm at. And sometimes it'll, the the what you're seeing on the screen as you're fast-forwarding isn't actually where it's at. Yeah, or sometimes it'll just stay the same thing the whole way yeah. through, and shit like that. And, like, so, like, I'm, like, I'm looking at the time, and I'm, like... Jesus, when does this tag match start? I'm like, they only gave him seven minutes? Like, that's terrible. So I, I turned it on like right as it, it basically looked like um, uh, that it was like a squash match. That I, I'm like, nobody else wrestled but the Bucks and the uh, uh, private party. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty good match, though. 
Yeah. It, Did I, you go back and actually watch yes, it? Yes, okay. I, I rewound re- it. And it was, it was good. And then we can get into your uh, debonair dinner or whatever that was called. The, yeah, the steak dinner between MJF and Chris Jericho. <laughs> now, this is one of those things where everybody seems to have seen it and everybody seems to have an opinion on it. And it's either you loved it or you hated it. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like there was, and I actually do feel this way, but I didn't think there was that many people were like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Like, yeah, it was either, it was awesome because it was different or it was like, fuck that. Yeah. Um, I, I, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me either. And I, like, I liked the banter in the beginning. The banter in the beginning. And like, I was like what are uh, we doing? Yeah. That. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is disgusting. This is, this <laughs> bloody <up>. steaks. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that, but their, their whole little dance number and like Jericho looks fucking like blown up during it. Like mm-hmm. he, MJF looks fine. Like he's doing his thing. Yeah. Jericho's got the red face and the fucking like. Trying to trying to hit that last note is like oh yeah it's just not good and no. like I was actually very surprised though how many people did come out and support it, um, and I saw so- several people making this argument and and that's exactly what I thought too is like if WWE would have done this you would have shit all over it right they could have done the exact same thing with like um just say like Randy and Roman yeah. If they did that segment with Randy and Roman, people would shit all over it. I like to put Elias in there just because he has a musical instrument. I was going to put our truth in there, but I'm like, no, that motherfucker's way too funny. Everybody would love that. Very true. <laughs> I'd be all about that. Yeah, I would too. He's at a steak and shake. <laughs> Got me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, a, it was a fine show. Like they're gearing up to full gear. No pun intended. That's coming along great. I mean, I'm very excited about that pay-per-view. Um, when is that? The seventh? Is yeah. that the same? Yeah, sixth or seventh, I believe. November, so it's not this coming week. So a week from Saturday, oh, dude. I love it, dude. We'll definitely get that. All right. Um, I watched the ROH uh, Pure Tournament. I'm slacking like a mofo on Bro. that. Bro. What are we at now? There's a swerve. Uh, that Semifinals. So we had Hot Sauce. Uh, I always want to say Tracy, Tracy Williams. Yep. And rest in peace, Tracy Smothers. Amen. <laughs> and Jay Lethal. Okay. And Gresham versus Gresham, uh, Woods. Jay Woods. Yes. Yeah. Josh Woods. Josh Woods. Jay. Okay. Who do you think won? Both. Well, you already told me there was a swerve, bro. So now, I'm, now I'm fucked. But, but which but one? I did think. Okay. So I thought Gresham was going to face Lethal in the finals. That's what I picked all along. Yes. So where did the monkey wrench get thrown? Uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Tracy used up their rope breaks too much, and so eventually Tracy got Lethal on the ropes and did that submission thing that he did in his last victory. And, and there was no rope lethal. break. Wow. Yeah. So you got <clears throat> but Tracy. Gresham had to come through, right? Yes. So you got the octopus versus uh, Tracy. And honestly, that is the best match probably for this style. Yes. Josh Woods had some good shit too, no, though, I, dude. I like him. He's, he's definitely come, good. Yeah. And then they had... um. Taven came out, but Vincent attacked him and got out the, his gigantic purple ladder, Taven's purple ladder. Okay, yep. And That he won the title with. Yes, and climbed up on top of that <clears throat> fucker and did like a swanton off of it on the Taven through a table. So they're probably going to do like a ladder war once they get going or something. And then I saw... Taven the champ? 
Who's no. the champ over there? Uh, ROH champ. Would That's be... crazy, right? I have no idea. Fuck, dude. I don't think I remember either. It's not Taven. I don't know who it is. Sure. Oh, is it PCO still? Yes. I think it's PCO. <laughs> we might have to look. It's, hey, it's been a long uh, time. Trust me. Yeah, you're right. Um, And uh, I told you about EC3's back. Yep. Um, there's one. Oh, I was going to say, uh, so ROH has like a podcast and it was Vincent was on it and Bill Mosley. Who hosts it? I, I think Ian, maybe. I love Ian. Okay. And Bill Mosley. And Bill Mosley talks about passing the torch to Vincent. And like his really? picture shows him like dressed as like the dude from um, Devil's Rejects. Wow. And I'm always like, that Vincent's a goddamn copy of, of him. I've said that the whole time. Every time I hear Bill Mosley, I for some reason, I automatically go to the Captain Spaulding guy. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I thought Bill, when you first said, I'm like, Bill Mosley's dead. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Not I know. Captain now Spaulding. I know who it is. Yeah, so I'm like, that's pretty funny that they must be buddies. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he's a, going to horror conventions it makes and stuff. Sense. And that's cool if he was in, like, character almost, you know, saying that Vincent's, like, his guy. I got so. a couple uh, horror-themed shows. Yeah? Oh, Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah, want to get into that or Hell in the Cell first? <laughs> Halloween Havoc? Shit, I forgot about Hell in the Cell. Halloween Havoc, I chose 1995. Dungeon of Doom? Oh, they're representing. Oh, yeah. They are representing. Oh, yeah. We got the fucking Yeti. We got the Zodiac. We got uh, the Taskmaster. The Shark. Who's the... No, he's not in there yet. Well, maybe he's past it. I don't know. Yeah. They're bringing um, in people every week. What's the guy's name that just sits there? The giant fat guy with all the fucking... I don't think they ever said. He's he was got like, so many scars in his head yeah, and stuff. And he like, I always wondered that, too. He runs shit. Yeah, he was like the godfather or but something. He's so fat. I don't know who that it's, dude is. I don't... It's... It was weird. Oh, my God, dude. They kept I like, forgot about this guy. Yeah, Sullivan would like, uh, like you know, go to him for... Yeah, that guy's like doling out the... The orders. Basically, he's ordering the Taskmaster Sullivan around. Mm -hmm. uh, that's crazy. Um... This was the show. Uh, it took place in Detroit at the Joe Louis Arena, but next door was Cobo Hall, where uh, like the original Sheik would sell out, you know, constantly. Sabu's uncle. Yep. So he, naturally, Sabu was actually on this show with the original Sheik. Um, they botch a fireball spot at the end. I forget he was wrestling another masked uh, masked guy. I was gonna say who was it he? It wasn't Ultimo Dragon. It was I don't know who the fuck this guy was. It wasn't Rey Mysterio. Okay, and it was one of those things. Same day that I watched uh, the Retro Raw, I just kind of had it on the iPad while I was doing some other stuff. But there was clearly supposed to be a fireball spot to like finish the match. Yeah. Instead, Sabu gets the pin while the another Sheik is, is trying to like get his fireball thing going. So ding, 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 matches one, and then the Sheik still goes over to the guy and throws the, <laughs> throws the fire in his what face. A dick. <laughs> um, but this is most notably for um, Kobo Hall right next door. They had the uh, monster trucks on the roof with oh. the fucking front bumpers welded together, and it was uh, the giant in one and Hulk Hogan in the, in the other. other. And it was basically like a sumo match yeah. where they had to get out of the ring or whatever. Just back and forth. Oh, it was so fucking boring, dude. <laughs> I bet. It was so boring. And then they're like, there's two randomly placed charges that are going to go off. And like, they have some guy in on announce that's, uh, that's like, uh, he's from the world of monster truck. He's not like a wrestling guy. Okay. But they're, but Bobby Heenan's asking him like, 
how much gas is in this gas tank? He's well, first of all, it's not gas, it's alcohol. They run on alcohol. <laughs> and it's just about about 16 to 20 gallons of it in there. And he's like, what if they go over one of these charges? It's going to blow them smithereens. And he's like, well, hopefully if they go over one of those charges, it doesn't hit where that gas tank is because, yeah, it will blow them to smithereens. Holy shit. Um, and the, they do run over one of the charges, and it's, like, totally lackluster. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Terry Funk, Cactus Jack, like one of those, like, just little. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fucked, though. The fu- <laughs> It's so fucked. It's not a good show. Johnny B. Bad won the TV title from Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. Uh, Macho Man beat the Zodiac in like two minutes. Hogan had no mustache. Oh, I remember but it that. Lit, but it did get paid off because they went. They're like, let's look. Uh, you know, a month ago on or last, just last week on WCW Saturday Night, and the Dungeon of Doom attacks him and shaves off his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> There's your fireball spot. They should have burnt it off. <laughs> and I forgot to tell you last week when Hogan was taken on Savage at Halloween Havoc '96. He was wearing like a wig. He was wearing like the spiky hair. It looked like he had Guy Fieri's uh, wig. And really? it, it eventually gets ripped off like during the match. Uh, it was fucking, it was fucked. That dude. is weird. I don't think I've seen that one. It was weird. But yeah, this one, <laughs> this one was not very good. Um, Hell in a Cell, you came over for that. Yeah, that was great. The three um, cell matches were actually really good. Yes. Sasha Bailey stole the show. Yes. Uh, All three of those matches Sasha were Sasha and though. Bailey, were, was, that was the best. Um, sure. I loved the uh, cameo from the Simone Swat team at the end of that Roman match. Afa and Sika. Sika. Sika's Roman's dad. Right. And I don't know Afa's, you know, somewhere in that bloodline. I don't know. The passing off the torch, dude. Yeah, dude. I I love that they're like acknowledging that. You know <laughs> like what I mean? it's cool. Like, I, yeah. I love that they're like, yeah, you two little bitches can stay in the ring. This is our yep. guy. Yep. <laughs> Guess who gets to sit at the adult table at Thanksgiving? <laughs> the tribal chief. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Um, I can't, I can't tell you how how much I loved that Sasha Banks match though. Yeah, that was fantastic. Like she's been one of my faves, you know, for oh yeah years. Got the W. Basically, it started like her program with Bailey at NXT. Uh, when they had that match at in Brooklyn, when it was the first NXT uh, takeover that was not, um, oh no, it was. I was gonna say it was not pa- paired with a with a WWE pay per view, but it was. Oh, because they had SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. But that was the first NXT pay per view outside of Full Sail. Oh okay, yep, that's right. And they tore that place down, man. And that that I wouldn't go as far as say this was a better match or whatever. Or maybe it was even a better match, but it didn't have that same like importance. Right. But it was awesome. It was awesome. And then uh, Orton won his 14th championship. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I really hoped, I was hoping that the Miz won the money in the bank. Yeah. Cause Tucker turned on Otis. Yep. I was really hoping Drew retained, but he was too fucked up, and then the Miz would just leave with the title. Like that would have been right because they went up on top of the cell and everything, and Drew went through the table and fell off the side of the cell. I did feel like uh, Nostradamus. You were calling only, some shots, dude. But I was calling, but it was like early in the in the in the in the show too. But I didn't think about it beforehand, or I would have called these shots before them. But like as the show is going on, I'm like this is how I would build it, and I do that a lot. A lot of times I'm like, they just don't go with it. I can't believe you said offense sake we're going to come out. 
<laughs> no, but I think I called the Tucker turn like yes, two minutes before it happened. Um, There's several things where I was like, God damn, called that. Yep. It was, it was fun. a fun show. You you stuck around for that Undertaker doc for a few minutes afterwards. Yeah, that was Did good too. That no, up? I haven't finished it yet. Have you? I, yeah, I watched it. Was it good? It. Yeah. Is it like an hour? Not even. Oh, okay. Not even. It was probably closer to a half an hour, maybe a little longer. It was great though. Like I didn't watch a whole lot of that Randy Orton Undertaker run. Right. Neither like, did I. Caskets on fire. Like, Dude. were you down here for that? Yes. He dumped like two and a half gallons of kerosene on this coffin. He almost lit himself on fire. It showed it. And he barely he was he was trying to get it lit and he couldn't get it, it right and nuts, then he yeah dude. then when he did he almost went up in flames himself. Everybody keeps flaming like one of the producers or something of that for uh, there was that one part and you and me both popped at it too when the producers like he's talking to the Undertaker and he's like you you've probably been in more casket matches than anybody and he's like yeah you think? yeah you think <laughs> <laughs> the it's Undertaker kind of my thing it's dude. kind of my deal bro <laughs> it's kind I of love my that. Thing. <laughs> there's your next episode boys yeah right there <laughs> casket matches with mark it's kind of my thing <laughs> yeah but no it was good man i didn't realize how much how much randy's old man was involved in that like i remembered that but i thought it was just kind of like one little yeah blip up on the radar they they were together during most of that prom or that it's like almost program. a year yeah crazy crazy he taught randy talks early on about how he uh misjudged a share, uh, chair shot and like took Undertaker's skin right off his face from like the forehead down to, down the to his nose. tip of his nose. Yeah. Got a receipt for that one. Like way later. <laughs> like way later. See, I didn't see that part. Yeah, he's like, even though he even though he hard-weighed me, he still took care of me. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude. <laughs> Ran, man. He's a champ. All right. Well, I think that should probably wrap it up for this week. What do you say? Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for listening once again. We will see you right back. Blah, 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 blah. That was me um, rewinding it like John Cena. We will see you guys right here Prototype next week. Marbury over there. <laughs> for the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Thank you, guys. Give it, give it. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 